This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Now I would like to welcome dermatologist Dr. Sandy Scott Necky back to the studio. We could not get to all of your calls and questions the last time she was here. Her book, Beyond Soap, is just out. And basically, she's saying that a lot of the sensitivities and allergies that we are seeing so much of these days are because of the products that we use on our skin and on our hair. And we're always in such a hurry to be better and cleaner. And and some of that is harmful. Also, Hallelujah. Summer is here, uh, at least for this week. And that means it's, it's a good time to get the story on all the different types of sunscreen and the right way to use them, because uh, even I find it's, it's pretty confusing. I'm going to give the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Dr. Scott Nicky is here to take your calls, answer your questions. Welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Great. Um, so I'm going to start with the sunscreen questions. Sure. Uh, the difference between mineral sunscreen and chemical sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it, it, they're all chemicals. That's the other thing. Uh, you know, people say, oh, I don't want to use chemicals. Uh, titanium and zinc are still chemicals. Those are blocks, sunscreen blocks, we call them. So they, they sit, for the most part, they sit on the surface of the skin. There's a, some absorption um, and they reflect light. So they are deemed as safer because the chemical sunscreens names like Parcel 1789, uh, Mixerol, you know, Benzophenone or Oxybenzone, these types of things, they have to be absorbed to a certain degree into the skin to then absorb ultraviolet light. And they act like, I like the analogy, like a sponge. So they act like a sponge. Um, but they do have to go into the, you know, deeper into the skin. So there's this concept that they are going into your body. What are they doing? Um, and the, the whole area is just fraught, as you already said, with so much confusion and misinformation. You know, we live in an era of information and, and it's free information. A lot of it's not Some good it's information. Too much information. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if, if, if I'm in, in the store, mm-hmm. how do I even tell the difference? You know, a lot of times, even when I try to read the ingredient list, they're so small, I can't, I can't see I them. I'm sure a lot of other Zoomers have the same problem. What I try to do, rightly or wrongly in my book, and I may get some pushback on this, is because there is such uh, confusion, I recommend um, sunscreen companies that are very forthcoming with their research and information. Because you're right, there's just so much choice out there. And um, so I recommend companies that tell me how much UVA protection there is actually in their bottle. Because you don't really know, because SPF, as you, as, you, as you know, doesn't tell you your protection against the UVA rays, only UVB. So I, 
And I also want to know whether the sunscreen is stable, meaning does it, is it stable in the bottle? When you put it on your skin, does it break down? So those are the types of questions I want to know. And so I recommend companies like Neutrogena, La Roche-Posay, um, Bioderma, these, these kinds of companies that are coming and telling me their, their research be, because it's hard for consumers. At price also, this is one place... Uh, interesting. It just the thought just occurred to me. Where price actually in skincare are a bit synonymous. You know, something that's more expensive with respect to sunscreen typically has more science and research behind it. Um, not like you can't always say that for skincare. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but what about there's some kind of uh, you know private label drugstore brands, and I always assume that it's basically the same. In sunscreen, I would have to say. No, because um, sunscreen technology is so fascinating how it all works. And you really want access to the best. Like I, I say to patients, was, if I can digress to the mineral argument again, you know, if you want to wear sunscreen every day and you want it to be more safe, like I put safe in quotation marks and you want to use titanium and zinc. But when you're out on the in, on the dock in Muskoka in the middle of the afternoon or you're on the golf course or you're in Jamaica, you want the best that science has to offer, wouldn't, wouldn't you think? Yeah. So that's when you want to use a combination of both a chemical and a mineral sunscreen by a company that is really sort of sunscreen focused and okay. not some no-name brand that is you don't know. The I, I can't and if the company comes to me and tells me and shows me a graph that's stable and it has good protection, then fine. But you know there were those reports last year of people, uh, kids getting burnt with yeah. blisters. Um, I guess the other question is also some of these sunscreens. They say you need to put them on twenty minutes. I guess those are the ones that have to be absorbed, and some you can just put them on and go. That's again a bit of a you know we even thought that as dermatologists, and there's a bit of um, truth to that, but. Uh, one company uh, came to us and showed us um, you put the sunscreen on and you as you're outside and right away you can see with a, with a special type of light, uh, infrared light, you have immediate protection. So there, there is, you, it's nice to have some time before you put your sunscreen on and go outside because you don't want to be sweating when you're putting it on. And you want to, if you're rushed, you're not putting it on properly, right? You need a whole shot glass of sunscreen for an average body size. That's a lot of quantity. And if you're out there in the sun and you're ready to go swimming or you're ready to play tennis and you're not really taking the time that you need to put it on. So I think putting on before is a good way of doing it for that reason. And what about spraying it on? I yeah. like to do that. It's it's I easier, know. it's faster. I'm, I'm rushing. I want to go get to my game. I've been a dermatologist for 20 years and I... I changed my tune a little bit on that. I, I just want people to use sunscreen. And we have ample options. You've got gels, sprays, sticks. Um, so you know. spray is fine. So spray is, if, you're, if that's all you're going to use, great. If you've got a, a four-year-old that's running away from you, and you know, or a teenager that just won't use it any other way, um, the rule with sprays is you spray until the skin is glistening, and you don't rub. You don't want to rub it. You pat it. Um, so listen, it's not the, uh, do creams and lotions work better? Probably yes. And for the most part, if people apply them properly, but if all you're going to use is a spray, then use a spray. Okay. Let's take a call from Lisa in Toronto. Hi, Lisa. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Good afternoon. Um, I'm St. Lucian. Um, I'm a black person. Um, I was wondering what does, what kind of, um, sunscreen does one use? 
Sorry, did you say you're from... I'm St. Lucia. From St. Lucia. She's black. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, I was involved in, a, in an article for a magazine asking that question. I mean, does SPF work as well on patients of color? Now, it's interesting, like, if you, if you look at how SPF is tested, they are tested on, on patients of usually skin type 1 or 2, which is fairer skin individuals, because the end point for, uh, for efficacy, or what, what that means in, is, is how well a sunscreen works, is when the skin is burning, right? So that's how we determine the SPF. So it's just easier to see in lighter skinned individuals. So the, this long story I'm telling you is that your SPF is going to be even higher. Like if you get in a bottle that says SPF 20 on it, in a darker skinned individual, it's arguable that your, the SPF factor in there is probably double because they've tested it on lighter skin. Mm. So that's the first thing about sunscreen. The second thing is, is you are still susceptible to skin cancer. You have a natural oh. protection, but uh, I see in my office sun, uh, skin cancer in patients of darker skin. It also mm. is aging, uh, causes other issues. So I think that it's uh, everybody should wear a sunscreen regardless of your color. And mm. what about... Uh, uh, is, is there a particular type that's better for people with darker skin? No, not necessarily. It's, like, it's the same argument, gels, sticks, whatever, whatever your preference is, just find one that you like and use it. No excuses anymore because there's just too many options and price points. And, and yeah. what about, um, I see in the note here from Michelle, our producer, is that you have some white spots on your leg? Yeah, they just tight. Are they tiny, like one to two millimeters? Yeah, I like a little pin top. Yeah, it's very common in patients of color to get that as they age. We call it, it's got a very, dermatology is full of crazy names, guttate hypopigmentation. (laughs) Guttate is Latin for raindrop. So you have these little raindrop white spots on your legs. And it's, uh, it just means you're getting older. I am um, that. And somewhat genetic. One of your parents may have had more of it and you've inherited that tendency. Okay. That's just a natural thing that needs to be done. Unfortunately, we, we we have a lot in dermatology to remove color. We have not really gotten anywhere with returning color to the skin. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks, Bye-bye. Lisa. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, I'm here with Dr. Sandy Scott-Nicky. We are talking about her new book, Beyond Soap. We're also talking about sunscreen, uh, skin care for the summer. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And, and we've, before we go to break, I have a question, mm-hmm. because I know you're talking about age-related spots and mm-hmm. things like that, and the sun brings them out. And I just noticed one <laughs> on my arm. Do I have to get that removed? It's a kind of a brown spot, and I bet a lot of our listeners have the just same come up? deal. I just noticed it like okay. a week or two ago. From my the distance here across <laughs> the table, it looks absolutely fine. Um, and you know, it's interesting, Libby, because patients will come in and say, this just popped up. And I, I wasn't in the sun today or this month or this summer. And again, there's so many misconceptions and disconnections with skin. People, I I don't know what it is with dermatology, but every time you go out in the sun, your skin is accumulating sun damage and it'll hit a certain threshold. And then that's when the spots start to come. So it's, it's like you've had 50 years of sun exposure and, and for whatever reason, today, your sunspot that was probably there very minorly is just coming to the surface. So it's okay to get new brown spots as you get older. It's actually uh, very normal. And it really depends on how much sun you've had over your lifetime. 416-360-0740. 
Uh-huh. And and uh, again, another little question before we go to break. So and some, I'm seeing like slightly little darker spots on on my face that mm-hmm. that I don't really like. Right. So t- is, is it a good idea to get rid of those in the summer or after you do that, you better stay out of the sun? Um, most of the, the, the uh, treatments that are really effective at removing sunspots or what we call lentigos on the face, brown spots on the face, are laser driven and they do make you a bit more sun sensitive afterwards. So we do more of it in the winter, but you can do it anytime because my, my response to that is that you should be wearing sunscreen anyway. So if you are having a procedure that makes you a bit more sun sensitive, you're, if you're wearing sunscreen, you're going to be fine. So there's really no argument there because you should be wearing your sunscreen regardless. Okay. We have to take a quick break. Before we go to break, the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We'll be right back with Dr. Sandy Scott-Nicky, and she will be taking your calls and answering your questions. We'll be right back. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with Dr. Sandy Scott-Nicky, her new book, Beyond Soap, and uh, she is taking your calls and your questions. We're going to start with Colin in Toronto. Hi, Colin. Hi, how are you doing today? Fine, how are you? Oh, excellent, thanks. Uh, I'd like to ask the doctor, I've got a few skin tags uh, on the underarm areas. Um, I was wondering what, uh, what causes them, and can they turn cancerous? Okay. So the first, uh, first and most important is no, they, they typically don't uh, turn into skin cancer, but I'm assuming that what you're describing and telling me is a, is a skin tag. So you should always, um, the dispelling medical advice over the, you know, I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. So yeah, if you're not like sure. Little, um, yeah. If your family doctor has yeah. said there are skin tags, then for sure. Yeah. Um, skin tag, we don't know what causes skin tags. They seem to occur in areas of friction or where the body rubs more, so around the neck, under the arms, and in the groin. There is a genetic tendency, so if your mom or dad had more, you might be more susceptible. But uh, we don't really understand why. They also can come in pregnancy, um, and they're really easily uh, removed at your friendly dermatology office. They can snip them off, burn them off. There are kits. Uh, I'm a little concerned about some of the uh, skin tag removal kits at the drugstore. You've got to be careful in delicate areas like under the arms because you can burn yourself. But um, they are easily removed by most dermatologists. So as long as they remain a relatively... Uh harmless color, Leo, like a pinkish color, and not go dark all of a sudden, that, that you know, that should be okay. Well, uh, well, typically you don't get skin cancer from a skin tag because they're just excess skin. There's no mole or anything associated with it. Oh, they're not caused by a, 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 a by a virus or anything? Or? No, no, nothing like that. No, nothing. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's like a, just an abnormal kind of a just little Just a growth. growth of skin, yeah. Oh, that's you all just, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing to worry about at all. That's good. Thanks a lot. Okay, you're yep. welcome. Right, bye-bye. 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 Okay, uh, let's go to Donna in Oakville. Hi, Donna. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Uh, just a, a curious question. I've been trying to find out the answer myself. Consumer Consumer Reports, which is a U.S. publication, Mm -hmm. recommends various products. Mm -hmm. Now, I was Mm -hmm. looking up at sunscreens, and one that they're really touting right now is made by Walmart. Mm -hmm. Now, would the formulation of the one in the U.S. 
be the same as the one up here, or would there probably be a different manufacturer and use different products in it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, I'm, I, I apologize, I actually had this on my desk to read the, the consumer reports. I'm sort of reading it as, we, as, you, as I'm answering your question. Um, and it looks like they did test for SPF as well as um, UVA protection because most consumers aren't aware that the SPF doesn't tell you the UVA protection. I think it's good to have a third party looking at companies and, and um, you know, assessing their science. Uh, unfortunately, Don, I haven't read all the particulars of how they did their testing. I don't believe they have any financial gains um, from, from these types of reports. I think it, all these things can always help consumers, but sometimes they can confuse the consumer. Um, one of the things that I don't see, just when I'm looking quickly at this, is stability data. So stability of a sunscreen is very important because you can test it you um, in the bottle. You can put some on the skin and, and test it, and I think that's how they did it. But does the sunscreen hold up when you're actually out in the sun? And there's also different wavelengths of, of light. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that you're protecting against longer UVA rays and because those are the ones that are cancer causing and some of the sunscreen molecules that um, are in these sort of Walmart and other things may not be the ones that will do that for you because they're patented molecules that are owned by certain companies so again I don't I I apologize that I haven't read the whole consumer report but I think that it, it they're supposed to help consumers and I think um you know I also think that the proof is in the pudding. Like if you're using your Walmart sunscreen and you're not getting burnt, um, then it's effective. No, I was just curious. Like if if one is made in uh, in the oh, U.S. versus Canada, Canada, um, not always, um, not always, and and. Um, I mean, even just even like a company like L'Oreal, they have a different division in Canada versus the U.S., and there are pro- the, some of the products can be different. Mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for Walmart; I don't I don't work for them, but I, um, there's probably some similar similarities there, but there could be some differences. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, Donna. All right, let's bye. go to Karen oh, in Toronto. Hi, Karen. Hi there. I was uh, just wondering, if we were not careful when we were younger and growing up and we have skin damage, other than sunscreen today, what can we do about it? Is it fixable? Is it reversible? And also, I'm looking very forward to reading your book. Yeah, thank you very much You're for welcome. that. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm a bit of a naysayer with this, but uh, you cannot reverse... Um, aging of the skin with a topical cream we can we can improve it Mm -hmm. we can slow it down i like to use the analogy of slowing the clock um but if you really want to do something that is um really going to turn back the years you've got to do something interventional such as you know an injectable medication like botox or filler or surgery if that's something you want to do we've got we've got some background noise we've got some birds chirping <laughs> i don't think it's birds i don't know if somebody's watching a window or something um, but as far as you know because aging is very diverse like brown spots wrinkles mm-hmm. sagging they're all different and each one can be looked at uh, by a qualified you know physician that does that plastic surgery or dermatologist um, it just really depends on what you're what you're interested in. Okay, thank you. 
Oh, you're very okay. welcome. Thank you. Uh, which, which, which brings me to you know one of the main premises of your book, and mm-hmm. that is that a lot of the stuff that we use too much stuff on our face, yeah. and you know particularly uh, uh, women mm-hmm. uh, can spend a lot of energy on what is the best anti-aging cream and there you know we're bombarded with advertising and uh well you know as collectively as a as dermatologists we have seen and that's really the the main impetus to write this book is uh, a huge number of increases in reactions to personal care products the fda you know in 2016 reported their data of increased reactions like 125 percent increase over a three-year period um, in our own country, the um, environmental commissioner, Julie Gelfin, came out in a report in 2016 that um, we need more oversight in labeling. Labels like fragrance and flavor, the consumer doesn't know what's in there. So we're, we're seeing with this bombardment of beauty products and, you know, the wrinkles is gone in one week kind of advertising that um, people reacting to more to more products. And so your answer is, is there, are, are there products that are out there? There are some, some science to, to suggest that there are uh, products that can help aging. Number one is sunscreen. Okay. Number two is uh, retin-A retinol. And the rest after that, which I discuss in the book, there is softer science. So, but um, there's no denying that we age mostly from the sun. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I remember a, a landmark study done in Australia, mm-hmm. and uh, it I talk said, about that in my book. Yeah, yeah, and it said that people who use sunscreen every day, they and age. I have to say, I, I don't get to it every mm-hmm. day in the winter. Mm-hmm. They age less. Yes, and it's and, pretty and simple. That was, that was a secondary part of the study. The, the The original part of the study was to looking at melanoma incidence, and they showed there was a clear decrease in the incidence of melanoma for people that use sunscreen daily versus indiscriminately. And um, but the uh, of course the the one that hit the news the most was that they also looked the secondary point of the study was to look at aging, and they also showed that it decreased that. Yeah, in Australia, that's I think pretty it's pretty sad it, too, isn't it? it? Is. But but that's that when I see young patients in my office to get them to use sunscreen, I don't talk about you can get skin cancer. I say it's going to age you more rapidly. The American Academy of Dermatology, to which I belong, had this great ad. It was a poster that we had in our offices for a while that had an aid uh, young body beautiful body in a bathing suit with this older head of a woman, gray hair and wrinkles. And so the message was, you know, use your sunscreen so you don't age, because that's the selling tool. That's the power of it. Okay, uh, let's try to get a couple of calls in. We've got George in Pickering. Hi, George. Uh, Good morning. I've got a curve for you here. Mm. I have parisial nodularis. Right, parigal nodularis. Uh, uh, And I noticed when I started getting this, I had put some sunscreen on my arm on the golf course, and after I washed it off, my arm was quite itchy. Mm -hmm. But now it's spread all over the place, and they've got no idea what causes it. But, you know... um George, right? Yeah, George, is yes. it? So this is part of the, the central argument of my, my book is that we're living in a time when so many people comment or have a story or they come through my office and say, I've had a reaction to something that I've put on my skin. And, and we're, I w- epidemic, I wouldn't say, is, is too off the mark. Um, and so something disagreed with you. Sunscreens can be quite irritating. But what happened, George, is that's all long gone. But it's, it's 
we have this saying in dermatology, we call it the itch scratch cycle. So you got itchy because you had a reaction, but the itching kind of took over and became its own issue. And what, what we know about the skin is the more you itch, the more you need to itch. And so it's almost a vicious cycle. So okay. you've become you've gotten into this vicious cycle and the sunscreen's long gone and, and having a good laugh, but it's what started it. And again, it's a personal care product that you put on your skin that gave you a reaction. And unfortunately it's all too common that we see that as dermatologists. Okay. I'm going to try to get one more call in George. Thanks for your call. Lisa in Barry, very quickly, please. Uh, yes. I just wanted to ask a question regarding the self tanning lotions. Like, mm-hmm daily moisturizers that give you, you know, a bit of a glow. Yeah, those are that category is called glow moisturizers. Uh, we like them very much as dermatologists because I would rather you get some color out of a bottle. Uh, the, the chemical in there is called dihydroxyacetone. It's actually very safe. Uh, it's, it's what caramelizes onions. Um, you know, it's just a chemical reaction on the protein of the skin. And uh, you actually slough it off. That's why you have to use them re- regularly because it, they, they only tan the dead layer, the top layer of your skin, and then you have to slough them. You know, you have to use it regularly. Okay, that's good information, and that is all the time that we have. Dr. Sandy scott Nikki. thanks so much for being here. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. And come back anytime. I will. I always love talking to you. Great. Thank you so much. Okay, great. Thank you so much, and that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today, and we now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.